All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, sign up for the YouTube channel, subscribe, um, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. This week, we're back with John Garcia. We are one week away from early signing day. This year is kind of flown by, John. Yeah, there's no kind of about it, Stephen. This is... <laughs> Absolutely been a blur. I feel like we were talking about position battles in fall camp just the other day, and now the portal's open, the playoff is set, and signing day and Christmas are here before we know. I mean, just unbelievable, but it'll be fun, there's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, this past week, the Mississippi-Alabama game um, happened down in Mobile, and honestly, we'll just start off with Sunterine Perkins. This kid is everywhere, and he might be the best prospect to come out of Mississippi since Marcus Dupree, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, lofty to even mention or hint at something like that, but hmm. Santorine deserves to be in that mix. When you think of the best for Mississippi, yeah, I think Dupree is where that conversation begins. And, and in my brain more recently, I, I think of – you know, Jeffrey Simmons, you know, I think of Tony Connor, I think of some of these other great players, Raquan Davis, even that have come from the state and, and have really shined a Kobe Dean. Hello, probably the first one I should have mentioned. And yeah, Sunturin deserves to be there. I think we knew athletically he could potentially be in that mix a year ago, two years ago, but what he's done on the field this year. And I think we get too cute in the evaluation game where we talk about everything off the field and combines and track times and all that stuff. But how about when they actually get on the field? Is there a better football player in America today than Sunterine Perkins? I'm not sure. State title game was a clinic, 300 yards rushing, four touchdowns, the game ceiling diving interception, a bunch of tackles. And then he was even better somehow against better competition at the Alabama-Mississippi game. I think individually he was the best player on the field. And you talk to people about both the state of Mississippi and certainly Alabama, a lot of people feel like these are the best classes these states have put together just from, from a high school geography standpoint. And that was the best player on the field in that game. He could have been the best running back, best defensive end, best linebacker, best tight end. Wherever he lined up, he was going to be the best player. So I think Perkins deserves his flowers in any way, shape, or form. And now, all of a sudden, you really have to look at wherever he ended up, which is going to be Ole Miss after that push from Alabama, he was going to make that day one impact. I think what you saw Harold Perkins do at LSU, that's a, that's a lofty comparison to make, but I think we could start to expect similar from Perkins year one, day one at Ole Miss. He's that good, uh, and he should move up every ranking there is, including our own. I mean, we've got him like top 50 overall way too low he'll be top 25 at worst when all is said and done uh, in the si 99 he's an absolute freak who can do anything instinctually and athletically but i think what makes him more impressive on top of that steven is physically he's there too 6'3 225 230 pounds ready to go from day one from a physical standpoint even in the big bad sec west you know um the question that everybody's going to have after the last two appearances from Sunterine Perkins is what kind of a chance does he have to actually get that fifth star because I don't know if you could find 30 players in college foot or in high school football that's better than him I 100% agree like I said he will be top mm -hmm. 25 at worst for us when we update our rankings after signing day and I don't see how anybody who had eyeballs or not even eyeballs on him just a computer where you could watch some of what he's done 
I don't know how you can minimize that athletic profile and production. Um, the best linebackers play running back. The best defensive playmakers do everything, and he does everything. He could rush the passer once every five plays and have a huge pass rushing impact, like we talk about with Micah Parsons in the NFL. He could also drop back and cover and have safety-type accolades. There's just not a lot of high school players who can do that and, again, be physically ready to do that in the SEC as early as as next fall. It, it just – it's a glowing eval for Perkins. He should have a – there's not five players who have a higher floor than Perkins, and there probably aren't 10 to 15 that have a higher ceiling on top of that. When you're in both conversations, you become you know in that special category, and he should be there when we talk about the end of this class uh, nationally, not just regionally or locally. Yeah, um, way back in my rivals days, back in the um, Stone Age, and I would go out and have to video – um, some prospect and everything. And, and some people would do all kinds of research, but I would like to go in and I wouldn't want to have his number. I wouldn't want to see anything. I wanted to see if I could look on the field and tell exactly who he was without anybody telling me anything. And I mean, that that is kind of my baseline for looking at a player. But the point of that is you could play that game in the Mississippi-Alabama game with Santorin Perkins. And with competition like that and he would stand out the way that Santorin does at Raleigh you know it's 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 weird that's that's a great way to put it I mean I think I think that's the best linebacker performance I've seen in that game since Reuben Foster which I think on the first on the opening kickoff of that Alabama Mississippi game he just went down and destroyed I forgot who the running back was I think he ended up at Mississippi State I mean, just destroyed him on the kickoff. And then every play, you're like, okay, where's Reuben Foster? Perkins did that just with consistency um, in practices, in the game itself. I mean, just hard to do. And again, people in Alabama will tell you, this is the best class coming out of the state of Alabama in particular, and in particular in the trenches. So for him to have that kind of impact against those SEC-bound players tells me all I need to know about his ability to impact any roster day one. Yeah, and Perkins did a wonderful job on the outside, but on the inside, Jamarius um, Brown from Moss Point, we hadn't seen much about him because right. his high school film, it's like he might be blocking a punt or lining up at linebacker in. You actually got to see him at three technique, and the guy did some work in the middle. Yeah, I think Perkins has a lot of classic traits where you're just like plug and play, inside backer, let him go. Brown's got the modern traits, right? 6'3", 255 or so, and he's got this inside-out game that's hard to deal with, right? He's too quick and fast for these interior, bigger blockers. And then he goes outside, and he's he's still physically able to dominate at the point of attack against the longer, leaner offensive tackle types. And we got to see that all week uh, down in Mobile and, and the game itself, uh, it, he flashed again uh, at that same inside-out type of role. So I think he's kind of this underrated, modern, inside-out pass rusher that every program needs, and Ole Miss is, is no different in that regard. I think Brown has also elevated his own stock over time um, to the point where now it looks even better with him signing with, with Ole Miss. I know LSU just offered. A lot of other schools have made some phone calls into Moss Point to see – what, what the status of Brown looks like, but he's been as about as solid as, as it comes to the Rebels, which is a big deal because this class, particularly on defense, has to hit for Lane Kiffin and company. 
Yeah, and if you go over to the other side of the ball, the other player down in Mobile that's noteworthy was Aiden Williams. And he really he had one catch, but there was tremendous body control. All the things that makes him stand out as the heir apparent to that number one jersey um, that has been going around Ole Miss for 10 years or so, you, you saw that on that one play. The pass game may have not have done that well because of how dominant the defensive lines were, but right. you could see those that flash from Aiden Williams. Hundred percent, and and he's the opposite of Brown in terms of we've always talked about him as the guy, and he lived up to it at every chance. Whether it's Friday nights, All Star settings, camp settings, one on one, he's very hard to deal with. He's big and physical enough to overpower a smaller defensive back, but he's also just so darn talented when the ball's in the air that even the bigger, more physical modern corners can't deal with him one on one. Back shoulder balls, fifty fifty balls. You like the, your chances with Williams, but he also has this blow-the-top-off-the-defense type of explosiveness that really makes him, like you said, kind of that classic wide receiver one. He's been tabbed as that for two or three years, and he's continued to live up to it. That's almost a harder thing to do than make people who were maybe asleep on you wake up late in the process. It's harder to maintain that high lofty praise that you garnered earlier than maybe you expected. And as a sophomore, we were talking about Aiden Williams. This is the guy in Mississippi on the offensive side of the ball. And to still sort of have that post two and a half, three years later is really impressive to not only his floor, but kind of his game, his maintenance, how much better he's gotten at those great traits over the last few years. So yeah, another one that you really have a hard time seeing sitting once he gets to, to his next step. All right. So let's go off the Mississippi Alabama game and get just an update. If you have it um, real quick, anything new on Caden Lee? Well, it looks like George is going to make a play here late in the game. That's the school that a lot of folks were curious about where they truly all in on Caden Lee, because there was more buzz for Ole Miss. There was more buzz for Oklahoma, South Carolina, even UCF. I thought, was pushing harder than Georgia at a different point for Caden Lee. But Georgia's hit on some receivers, missed on some others to where they're now making a late play for Lee. And they could end up being the primary competition for Ole Miss when all is said and done. But from a fit perspective, from a longevity perspective, Ole Miss has done a really good job in this recruitment. And I, I do still look at the Rebels as the team to beat there. But there's some more interest coming from the SEC East from Georgia. And, and South Carolina is still in the mix there as well. So that one will be a, a very big one to track to see if Ole Miss can pair Aiden Williams with more pass-catching talent. All right. What about Kedrick Riscano? What are you hearing there? A couple schools have gotten involved late for him as well since that, that Michigan State decommitment finally went down. Ole Miss was already there. Oklahoma State was already there. Now we're hearing more overtures from Texas A&M and some other schools looking for some running back help late in the game. So I don't know if he's got a visit set this coming weekend, but I'd be curious to see if he tries to make one more trip. Again, Ole Miss has, is kind of like Caden Lee's recruitment. Ole Miss has done everything in its power to lead this race, and I do think there's still confidence in Oxford for him, especially after Chris Johnson picked Miami over Ole Miss. you got to hit on another running back before this cycle comes to a close. And Riscano looks like the most likely at this point, but there are some late suitors in that recruitment as well. Keep an eye on his whereabouts this weekend. And that could be a bit of an indicator in my opinion, just haven't seen anything laid out in concrete just yet. All right. And before we get out of here, have you heard any nuggets about Ole Miss that maybe I have, I don't know anything about. 
I think they're still in position to make some flips. You know, I, I, I don't want to name too many names at this point, uh, but there's some SEC prospects that are giving Ole Miss a hard look late in the cycle that I think will be important. Uh, and I think there's still a need at some different spots. I think the offensive line uh, could be advantageous. Uh, it was big that Bryson Sanders shut down his recruitment on Monday. I know Auburn with, with Jake Thornton having been hired was starting to press a little bit for a late visit. That will no longer happen. He is all in with Ole Miss and company. So I think that's the other thing to keep in mind, holding on to these commitments, a big deal. Uh, Perkins, Sanders, Marcel Reed's going to AM this weekend. That will be a big one to keep an eye on. Auburn, of course, just hosted him. So as much as we look at Ole Miss adding to the commitment list, holding on to some of these big-time commits is just as important, and it looks like they'll be able to do so. All right. Thank you very much, John. And anyway, thank you for everybody for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. John, thank you so much for stopping by. And I think I think we're going to talk to you again this week, man. It sounds good. Yeah. Happy December. Happy signing day. All that fun stuff. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Week away, bud.